You're listening to Ditch the Diet Radio with myself, Rachel Foy, the Food Freedom Coach. This is a podcast for smart, driven, high-achieving women who are sick and tired of their food struggles holding them back from having a life that they really want. So if you're ready to stop the struggle with eating, fighting your body, and ultimately find your own food freedom, then you, my gorgeous, are so in the right place right now. If you love the conversations that we have here on Ditch the Diet Radio, then be sure to check out my website at rachelfoy.com for free workshops, gifts, and much, much more. So are you ready? Here's a brand new episode from Ditch the Diet Radio. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 13 of Ditch the Diet Radio with myself Rachel Foy, the Food Freedom Coach and today we're talking all about fear and taking action. Now if you are struggling with food right now, whether you are an emotional eater, overeater, binge eater, maybe you restrict, maybe you just have these overwhelming obsessions to do with food and body image, I'm guessing that fear is probably part of your picture right now. I know that it used to be for me. So a little while ago, I came across somebody called Trisha, and she's a really, really lovely lady, and she's really on a mission to start helping women break free from that fear that so many of us find ourselves. And not only does she kind of give advice and suggestions on how to get through fear, but she's really inspirational when it comes to her own story and her own journey. So I came across Trisha in 2016 and I think I stumbled across her Facebook group because of its name. It's called Fiercify and she talks about this in the interview where the name came from. So make yourself comfortable, um, sit yourself down, we're going to have a chat with Trisha all about fear and taking action. Right then, so I'm hoping that Trisha is on the other end of the phone right now. Hello! Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. It's a way to start a Monday. Yes, exactly right. Starting the week as we mean to go on. <laughs> so then, um, for those of you that are listening right now that might not be too familiar with um, Trisha and her message and her story, really, um, do you want to just give us a quick introduction, Trisha, as to, well, as to who you are, really? Well, Rachel, I have become known as somebody who is pretty well versed in fear and action. And that's a kind of an interesting little topic. And one might wonder how you become qualified in something like that. Um, it was actually by accident. I, I suppose my husband's a criminal defense attorney. He has been for almost 17 years and he's had a practice on his own for most of that. And during that time, I found a role for myself in that business, if you would, uh, we had moms, our wives, that would send um, their children to jail for a very long time, to prison. Um, a lot of times over here in America, those those court experiences are very long and sometimes very surprising to a mother. Um, think of it no different than if this mother finds out her child's going to lose his freedom. It's no different than finding out your child's going to lose their health or their happiness. Um, it's a very fear-based, unknown, long process. So I've become the person that usually can help them through that emotional uh, piece of the, the puzzle, and it's very, very traumatizing. And we've learned that you have to just take one step at a time and move through some of these fears. And a lot of times, even in a situation like that, we'll find out 
once they look back, oh, if I could have told myself what I know now a year ago, I wouldn't have been so fearful. But hindsight's twenty twenty. So that's a lot of where I get some of these experiences from. Okay. And as I realized, I started having people with very, I, I hate to say simple, but things such as, you know, sometimes I go in and talk to my boss and I'm really fearful of speaking my mind. Another big one is um, there's things I want out of life and I'm fearful of telling my husband, you know, well, what is it? I'd really like to take a new class. And so to me, those, I can use some of the skills I had from, you know, this other arena and kind of break that down. So that's the experience of how we have these conversations. And the topic of fear, I know that when you and I spoke a little while ago, we decided that actually fear was a really important topic to talk about on Ditch the Diet Radio because so many listeners right now will be experiencing fear, whether it's, you know, fear of doing something, fear of saying something, fear of quitting their diets and actually, you know, trying to step into their truth. So when when we actually talk about fear, Tricia, and I'm quite intrigued to hear from your side, do you think that fear is something that everybody experiences or is it just certain people? Well, what I do find is that people tend to think that it's only them. And that's for a lot of topics. But what you'll find is most people have a fear. And what I've learned is that people live in basically their bubble and the outer, you know, I guess the outer edge of that is your, your boundaries and your comfort zone. And so your fear and that comfort zone are where they meet. So as you expand and become stronger and push back some of those fears, that bubble expands. So, for example, I'm not fearless. I'm not trying to say that I am. But in certain areas, I would just say my bubble might be larger than other people's. It's always expanding and someone else's can as well. So believing that somebody is fearless so that you doubt your own confidence, just let them know that that is a myth. Nobody is fearless. They're all just expanding their comfort zones, some much, much more than others. That's a really good way of looking at it, that we have these bubbles that we can actually expand. You know, they don't have to stay where they are. Absolutely. And the other thing to know about fear is you can usually remove fear by taking action some sort of physical action. And if you can't figure out what action to take, move your body. You would be shocked just by being in fear and sitting in a moment and knowing you need to move forward. Just walk outside. Five minutes is all you need to regroup. Sometimes you can get past that fear. Um, But definitely taking action. And part of that is investigating what's creating the problem and being really honest with yourself. Do you have any clients that experience that? They don't know what's holding them back? Yeah, and I think this is a really, um, I'll kind of say, a really common issue. But I think quite often we do, don't we? Like we have fear about things and we're not quite sure maybe what it's about or where it's coming from. Um, so you're kind of saying that if you experience fear, that it's actually worth you kind of what almost sitting with it and trying to figure out the the cause of it as opposed to what we think because it might be something different yes and uh basically what i've experienced is that no matter what your fear is it usually can boil down to two to two things it's either a loss of what you have 
Okay. Or that you're not worthy of more. Oh, I like that. Can you expand on those, Tricia? Okay. So, for instance, if somebody um, wants to have more health, maybe they're afraid of losing friends. If they change so much and they change their behaviors and, and their healthy habits, will they lose friends? It's really awkward um, a thing to think about, but sometimes that actually holds people back. If they fundamentally change, will it change the people around them? And then I, I think they also have to have an, just an unapologetic openness and willingness to learn and be wrong, you know, and say, you know what, maybe this is holding me back, and I never looked at it that way before. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to know some of the tricks for that, um, I find a lot of times the reason why somebody might might fail, it's not that they fail, it's their perseverance fails. So that is one thing to truly be mindful of, is how long you plan on pursuing that goal before you're willing to walk away and call it a failure. Okay, so in terms of like people that are supposed struggling with food right now that are trying to find their healthy place with food and actually get that balance, it's okay for them to have fear about it and it's okay for them to be like challenged by it. But sometimes you just have to, suppose, keep going really and actually push through that fear. Yes, and absolutely just have a goal in mind and just take those baby steps daily. Again, just taking those, those things of action. And another thing that can uh, be a, a leading cause of fear, fear I'm sorry, a leading, leading cause of failure is poor com- communication skills. Okay. And that's kind of an interesting one. And what I mean by that is not being able to express what you need or want and that goes to the people around you, goes to the spouse, that even goes to the that own little enemy you have in your head. So anytime you have that negative talk in your head, everyone knows you need to push that out. But here's a formula for pushing that out. Here's a formula ha- for having a conversation for some of these really important topics where you need help or you need to be recognized for what you're trying to do. Okay. So here's my formula for having that that conversation. First, you want to tell them what you're going to say. So think of it like a meeting. People who present in a meeting usually start with an agenda. They let people know what to expect. So that way they're not sitting in their, in their head going, where are we going with that? Mm-hmm. So basically you tell them what you're going to say. And then here's the portion where you say it. How that would break down is this is what I want or need. Here's how you can help. This is what we will need to do next. And this is how it will impact you. And this is the time frame and what I expect. You can come up with those questions or that outline of how you want to say it. But it really needs to say, this is what I need. This is how it will impact you. This is what I need from you. And this is, you know, basically, this is where we're going. This is how we're going to get there. Okay. And then when you're done, you have to summarize and, um, and then handle some objections. So if you sit down and you, you think to yourself, okay, what is it that I need in order to take action and move past this fear? Just start journaling, start writing it down, and then start having this conversation. Because that conversation, if you're able to very strongly say, this is what I need, 
this is how it does or does not impact you, and this is how we're going to get there. And if you can say that, you can say that to yourself. You can say that to people around you because maybe the people around you, it doesn't impact you at all, right? Yeah. That might be the answer. Yeah. It doesn't impact you at all, and I need my own space. Totally. That, you know, that's a conversation too. So be very strong in your conversation because when you know what you want from people, it really means you know what you need from yourself and you know what your expectations are. It makes you much more solid. And then you can handle those objections. Because what I, yeah, what I see in the future too is people say, but what if I fail and somebody asks me about it? So what? <laughs> but if that's huge for you, you might want to handle those objections, you know, down the road. What would you do if somebody said something to you? Have a plan for that communication. And then you can see it on paper and move forward and feel solid that it's not going to sabotage you. I like the way that you said, like, sometimes we need to be able to say the things to ourselves, as in what we're needing and how we're feeling and acknowledging that stuff. Because when we can do that for ourselves and to ourselves, it allows us to then verbalize it externally, should we wish to, as in reach out for support. But just, I think, to give ourselves the space of, of acknowledging what's really going on for us is so important, really, isn't it? Yes, it is. Just to have that conversation, yes. Totally. I'm, um, I'm intrigued, um, Tricia. What's, what's been your experience with fear? Like, you're speaking about the, the people that you've helped with your husband and with, like, the mums and, and what have you, and you sound quite experienced with how to cope and handle fear, but what have you been like with fear over the past? Well... What I know is that if I just take big, huge leaps of action, um, usually that will work. And I know this is going to be a kind of a, a ridiculous story about how taking big action makes big outcomes. But here's a little story that I have. And it was funny because I put it on Facebook as a before and after picture. But the story behind it became very powerful for a lot of people and they wanted to talk about it. So here's my story. There's a gal in the office, and I would say she's basically the central, just almost the central brain of the office. Um, she has files um, sometimes everywhere because she's creating piles. And she worked in a very small little space. Well, the small space was what we had when we arrived. Now, in this office, we're able to move walls. However, we just decided because these walls were up, that's what we had to work with. Yeah. And we really didn't challenge that much. And I went in and talked to her because she was very stressed out. And I was like, what is going on? And she kept explaining to me how she she couldn't figure out what she needed to do, what the bombs were. Because every time she set her, her you know, this is a priority or this is, you know, this can be done later, somebody would come in and move her stuff. And so I kind of looked and I was like, explain it to me. And then what I realized, I was like, if I was going to find really the pin in the party hog that is creating the problem. What is it? And I was like, wow, it's this small space. She literally was probably in a seven by nine space um, with very little work surface. And I thought, okay, what is holding the back? It's a space. And I was thinking, nobody's telling us we can't move that. And I started to look around and I realized we wasted square footage around her because there was, there was this hallway. And then behind her was a space where even a window was, and we just became useful for junk. And at that moment, I realized nothing's going to change until we change the amount of space she has. Did some very quick looking. <laughs> There's no support walls. Told her to move, and I threw the hammer through the wall. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and she was like, 
what what just happened? And I was like, this is the problem. I found the problem. There's nothing that we could do. We could keep having a Band-Aid, or we can see there's resources here we're not using. We're going to pick up the hammer, and we're taking down that damn wall. And I had that wall down, I'd say, probably within about a half hour. Just crazy went at it. Now, when everyone back came back to the office, they were like, um... And I was like, yeah, that's kind of a problem because they have a wall torn up in the middle of our office. I suggest we find somebody quick. <laughs> Within three days, she had a brand new space to work in. And that's been probably about six months now. She's completely happy. She's much more organized. Um, we found the problem and we threw that hammer through the wall. So what I told people, well, what they kind of told me is that there's, there's a lot of times they're just going to have to pick up, throw that hammer through the wall. Some of them say, well, I can't do it. And I was just like, how is that possible? Like, how did this little story of a before and after picture become such a thing for people? And then as we talked about it, somebody said, the problem is, I just don't think I can throw that hammer through the wall. And I was like, well, use your resources then. Do you have somebody who can throw the hammer through the wall for you? Can somebody else get started for you? And I think, Rachel, we talked about a story with maybe a a, a scale or something um, when we were talking yes. about this story. Yes, we did. about someone Let's talk about how that relates. Yeah, so quite often when I'm working with my one-to-ones, well, actually just people in general, I always say that when you're trying to break out of diet mentality and weight obsession, one of the things that I really encourage you to do is take your scale from your bathroom and actually throw the scale away. And the amount of women that literally gets frozen with fear as in, oh my God, I can't do that. I can't throw this scale away. Um, And what you're saying is so relatable, like the metaphorical use of the sled of the hammer, using your resources. But that relates to what you're saying, doesn't it? About just taking action. Um, Yes, because that was a perfect example of taking action, right? So take action, throw away the scale. Okay, but they literally can't throw away the scale okay, well, let's use our resources and have the same outcome. So how you could do that is easily say on your way out the door, hey, I'm going to need you to throw out that scale while I'm gone. Can you make sure it's gone before I get back? Thanks. Out the door. Same outcome. Just used your resources. So maybe she didn't pick up her hammer, gave it to somebody else, and said, I'm going to need you to throw that through the wall. Thanks for that. I love that. You know, so sometimes your strength, you don't have to just use the strength within Look at your resources. You know, that's where if you have the ability to communicate, you can tap into the power of the strength you have through the people around you that support you. Absolutely. And I think, you know, so many of us, we do have, um, well, we do have more resources available than what we probably give ourselves credit for. And when we're trying to overcome fear and actually break through that fear to get to our outcome, sometimes we do need to look a little bit outside the box, don't we? Because the answers aren't always obvious. Like they're not always there. But if you look a little bit further, you will find them. Absolutely. And and just take any action. I'll tell some people sit there and go, well, I don't really know what's holding me back. And um, trying to figure it out. But what they're doing is they're sitting in a parked car. Yeah. You know, get moving because what you think might be holding you back may have nothing to do with it. So another one of the stories is with this fear and action I started a group, Fearsify. Well, how it actually started was I had no idea what to do with Fearsify. I love this name, 
jumped in over my head, spent a bunch of money getting trademarked um, over here in the U.S. And someone said, we'll start before you're ready. What I realized is sometimes that means literally do what's going to make you throw up less, right? Yeah. And what you can do immediately. So what I did immediately with that group is I said, you know what? I'm just going to share with people very, very openly what I'm trying to accomplish and put it in a Facebook group. Maybe they'll like it. Maybe they won't. And I really had an idea of where I thought this was going. What was funny, because I started, it took off in a whole different direction. Once I started interacting with people and and what I was passionate about started coming through. And I look back now, and I never could have sat there in a parked car and figure out where I would be today if I didn't just get moving. So that's what I mean by just get started. Pick something. Just pick something and do it. And then see what happens. And don't be afraid to redirect. That's totally fine. Yeah. And matter of fact, I think people love the realness of it. No, definitely. And I think the um, as you're talking about the whole analogy of just sat in a parked car, we do that so often, don't we? Like regardless of what issue or problem or struggle we've got, um, and I know that quite often women that struggle with food and emotional eating and binge eating, they've been sat in that parked car for years waiting for the outcome to change because they've been too scared to take action. So... Sometimes you've just got to start somewhere, somewhere, anywhere. Right. Just <laughs> move forward. Just move so, forward, yeah. Right. And if you think you don't have that ability, well, who does, right? So who is the person in your life who are like, well, I know they would not have that problem. Well, here's a little trick. Get out a piece of paper. Picture exactly what they would do. Present to them your problem what would they do? Would they sit there in the park car? Or would they say, well, that's really easy. I'm just going to start. I'm going to go to that store because this is something that I need to get started. Yeah. Or this is something I need to say no to. And she would be able to say no to that. Yeah. That yeah. starts to give you your own blueprint. If you don't, if you think you don't know what to do next, envision what somebody else would do next. Yeah, that's good, actually. Kind of borrowing the, well, the resources from somebody else and not so much fake it till you make it, but drawing on somebody else's resources in order to, to activate your own. Absolutely. That's really good. Okay, so let's say um, let's say that someone's listening to this right now, Tricia, whether it's they're struggling with food or body image or throwing their scale away, or maybe they've got some other fear that's in their life right now that's that's really stopping them from jumping in, whether it's doing something, saying something, acting upon something. What does somebody do listening to this right now what's the first thing that they need to do so can you give us some kind of practical steps as to what we need to do have 20 seconds of badassness and that 20 seconds is probably going to come with having a conversation and moving forward okay right yep. so if something's holding you back you're going to have to tell somebody exactly what you want it in 20 seconds and commit to it um so sometimes publicly committing might be something that can move you forward. Um, let's see, what would be some other examples of moving forward? I know we talked about this before. Did anything else stick out to you? I think with the, um, I remember was having a chat about, you used that analogy, I think it was from your son, wasn't it? About the whole building the house thing. Um, well, you were saying about taking the blocks and actually building the blocks, like the foundation of a house. Oh, that is, you're right. Absolutely. That 
that is so big. Well, one of the things somebody should probably know about about my whole fear situation is last year I have I have a son he's 15 well, I have three sons but specifically my 15 year old son um, was diagnosed um, actually the, the diagnosis took quite some time it was identified that he had a really rare situation going on around his heart they had no idea what it was um, ultimately they found out he had a tumor which was cancerous between his heart and lungs uh, it was removed. So the good news is um, he's he's going to be just great and he's healthy. But watching his strength through that process was amazing. And we wouldn't have got through that if we wouldn't have taken it. And, and sometimes, right, most people say day at a time. This was not a day at a time kind of thing. This was a moment by moment. And how I related to, because Rachel was asking me about this, and then she was, she was telling me that this kind of relates back to our group. As I said, think of a bricklayer in the middle of a field. And if he just has shit ton of bricks jumped, just all these dumpsters, and they're just piled on, and he's supposed to build uh, this building of some sort. And it depends on how big of a building you're building. Like in this case, with a diagnosis with my son, that was one hell of a skyscraper. That was a shit ton of bricks, right? Yeah. If you sit there and you look at your pile of bricks, you're, you're just going to become frozen in fear and just you not be able, going to be able to move. So this really simple analogy was we had to take action and we had to move forward. All we could do was just reach in, grab one little brick, slap the mortar on, and set it down. And then just again, whatever brick we could reach, we would just grab it, slap the mortar on, and set it down. What's really amazing is as you do that and you don't look at the big pile and you just take it brick by brick, the next thing you know, you start to see walls go up. You start to see progress. And then a funny thing happens. People start coming in and they say, wow, how are you doing that? And they start to marvel by the fact that, that this thing's going up, that we're moving forward, right? Yeah. You say, I simply just did it brick by brick. And then eventually your building is done, right? And there's that sense of relief. That was how we moved through that. Um, and then it was funny because I was, I was telling you, Rachel, you were like, wow, people may not have a skyscraper, but they may have one hell of a building. And what they're working on may literally just be whatever they can do for that day, for that moment, just taking that brick and adding it onto that, that building and seeing that accomplishment. Absolutely. I mean, I know like overwhelm is connected so much to fear, right? Isn't it? Because if we feel overwhelmed, we don't know where to start. And we're like, oh my God, there's too many pieces. I don't know what to begin with. I don't know what to do first. Um, And this is really applicable for like, you know, food and weight obsession. We just feel so in it and we don't know what to do. But just that metaphorical suggestion of you just start with one brick, whatever you can do right now in this moment, just do it because if you keep doing that with your bricks, you're going to end up building a wall that then will turn into a building that then might turn into a skyscraper. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's limitless what you can achieve when you just start taking action. And I love that analogy of building the house, building the skyscraper. You know, there's another thing that he said during this process, 16 years old, and he taught me so many life lessons. This kid was pretty much fearless through the process. And 
what happens over in the U.S., they don't really give parents a choice when a child's up at 16 on what's going to be told to him. Because to be honest, I think I would have said, don't tell him anything. Don't don't tell him anything. Don't tell him what's going on. But that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very honest. They speak very clearly on what's going on and what to expect. And then they ask him questions. And looking back, um, they didn't hide the ball, which he didn't have to create fear that somebody was withholding information, um, which I do think was really powerful. He knew everything that was possible. And he asked the doctor, can I change it? And he said, no, you cannot. He said, is there anything I could do to make, you know, to push it off? No, you cannot. And he said, that's all I have to, that's all I have to ask. Well, once it was all over, the kid had no fear. And I said, Chase, how did you have no fear through this process? Because if I could bottle up how you handled this um, so wonderfully, oh my God, kid, you'd make millions. And he said, well, mom, I'm only 16 years old. If the doctor didn't know the outcome, why in the hell should I invent one? Wow. And I was like, that is so incredibly profound. He didn't create fear about all these hypotheticals. Yeah. And how many times do we come up with so many hypothetical scenarios, right? Yeah. And then true. create a fear around something that may not even exist. I think that was a real powerful statement. Gosh, your boy is um, so mature for his age. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. And then he could just be a you know crazy little 16-year-old. But it's just those moments. I think he's experienced more in his life, you know, in this very short time than a lot of people did. Um what he currently, what he had, um, it ends up, he's, he's really a kind of alone in it. Um, but this condition that he has only affects one in 50 children in medical history. I'm not talking about in our state or in our city or in our country. There's only been reported 50 children in medical world, medical history. So he has a, a whole bunch of unknown and he just takes it brick by brick and He's not overwhelmed and he's not going to guess things. That's amazing. I'm so glad to hear that he's, you know, doing very well from that as well, Tricia. Sounds like he's a very confident, strong young man. Oh, and he has a bright future. So don't be worried about his outcome. He will be just, just fabulous. Oh, that's amazing. Listen, before we kind of um, wrap up, I wanted to ask you one final question. What do you think has been the biggest lesson that you've learned to do with fear whilst you've been doing your stuff? Like, what's the most important thing that you want the listeners to know about fear? The most important thing is don't believe other people are fearless and just keep moving. There's a song, if you're going through hell, (laughs) keep on going. And that is totally true. Don't pull over and, and park your car. Just keep moving. Just grab a brick, whatever it is. Take action on it and be unapologetic about it. If you know what you need, tell yourself what you need, tell others what you need, and just take action and move forward. Don't spend too much time thinking about it. Definitely. Get out of your head, get into your body, and start doing something about it, right? Right, and push that bubble so that your boundaries and your comfort zone expand. Yes, definitely. Oh, awesome. Listen, where can people find out more about what you're doing right now, Tricia? Because you're doing some very interesting and exciting things. So have you got a Facebook group or a website you can direct people to? 
Well, I have some behind-the-scenes business stuff going on with Fiercify.com, and that's spelled F-I-E-R-C-I-F-Y. So that's Fiercify.com. So right now, that really hasn't... Um, the business portion of Fiercify is not on that site. But if you go to Fiercify.com, you can hit Join Now, and you can join the Facebook group. It's bringing um, several hundred women together to talk about fear and taking action. Awesome. And I think so many people can benefit from that because if just imagine what kind of a world we would have when we didn't allow our fears to stop us and we could do whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted, just by taking action. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That would be awesome. Listen, thank you. Thank you, you, Rachel. No, you're very welcome. Thank you for spending some time with us here on Ditch the Diet Radio. All your details are underneath this um, this episode of the podcast, Trisha, for anyone who's interested. And yeah, just listen to what Trisha said. If you're struggling with fear right now, if something is holding you back, just do something about it. Find your resources. Take your metaphorical hammer. Just start smashing through those things. And who knows where that journey could take you. Awesome. Right, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you for now. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Ditch the Diet Radio, everyone, with your host, Rachel Foy. That's me. If you've got ever any questions, then you can email me at info at rachelfoy.com. Be sure to check out the website, rachelfoy.com, for your free gifts and other bits and pieces. And if you would like to leave a review or subscribe to the podcast, then please do so. I am trying my absolute best right now to get the most amazing, incredible, and inspirational people on the podcast show. And if there's anyone that you would really like me to interview, then drop me a message and I will see what I can do. Have an awesome day and remember that you can have a life where food doesn't control you. I can't wait to show you how. Bye.